Star Wars 7x7 episode 1119. Today we go into the spoiler realm and talking about Battlefront 2 Inferno Squad and talk about the ties it has to the Star Wars movies. Punch it, Chewie. Hey, this is Matt Moore from Comics with Kenobi, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Boivod, and as I said at the top, we are venturing into spoiler territory on Battlefront 2 Inferno Squad here, so if you have not yet read the novel and you want to and don't want it spoiled for you, then save this podcast for a later date. However, if you are not going to be reading the novel or you don't mind having anything spoiled for you, then why don't we just dive right in and I'm going to tell you about the connections that Inferno Squad makes to movies in the Star Wars universe. So based on the time frame in which the Inferno Squad novel happens, we are only talking about two movies, basically. The original Star Wars, a.k.a. A New Hope, and Rogue One. Because, I mean, we don't necessarily get a clear timeline on how long the novel actually proceeds, progresses, like just how long it takes to actually go through the main mission that Inferno Squad embarks upon that makes up the bulk of the novel. However, it's pretty clear that it's not a full three years. At least, it certainly doesn't play like it. So we're not venturing into Empire Strikes Back Tory by any <laughs> Empire Strikes Back territory. Excuse me by any stretch of the imagination. But we definitely have ties into A New Hope and to Rogue One. And I sort of talked around this, I believe, in yesterday's podcast in the non-spoiler review when I talked about how Inferno Squad, instead of just using the movies as a way station that it has to kind of play through and make sure that it lines up with, that Inferno Squad actually uses the movies as a jumping off point. And it starts right from the get-go with yet another perspective on the Battle of Yavin. It's another another um, portrayal of it is what I want to tell you because we actually got a little bit of a taste of the Battle of Yavin and its after effects in Lost Stars, the novel by Claudia Gray. And now we have another angle on that. So we can basically follow thousands of different people in thinking about what happens around the destruction of the Death Star, what happens around these major events that they make movies out of, certainly. In the case of Inferno Squad, Aiden Versio is a TIE fighter pilot who is out and about around the Death Star shooting down X-Wings and Y-Wings while they are making their attack runs on the Death Star. And it turns out, and this is something, well, Eh, you know what, I'll save this one for tomorrow, because tomorrow we're going to talk about ties to comics and novels, and we'll talk about other media. But there is a tie into other media as well that happens around the fact that she is one of the TIE fighters flying around in the Death Star battle there in A New Hope. So she manages to survive the blast, and she ends up crash landing on Yavin 4. They don't actually share the story of how she gets off Yavin 4, I mean, they do. They say that, you know, she's able to subdue a couple of rebels and steal a hyperspace-capable uh, ship that she's able to escape Yavin 4 with and get back to Imperial Space, but we don't actually join her 
on this part of her life story, right? We're not actually in Yavin seeing what she's seeing. We just hear it reported afterwards. She talks about it. She is either describing it herself or somebody else is describing what she's reported in this whole thing. And in the midst of things, we find out that she was also on the Death Star when it destroyed the planet Alderaan. So she got to see them smashing that bastion of rebellion into rocky rubble. And she was also on the Death Star when it attacked Jeddah City. So as far as the whole cover story about it being a mining accident and that's why Jeddah was so irreparably damaged as a planet. Uh, yeah, that cover story was out in the galaxy and members of Inferno Squad actually believed it themselves because that's what they had been told. And in the midst of a briefing, it actually comes up where Aiden Versio gets to inform the other members of Inferno Squad that no, it wasn't actually a mining accident. It was the first test of the Death Star. And there's also talk about the uh, the Rebels getting the plans from Scarif too. Because, of course, everybody is still kind of freaking out about the fact that the Death Star has been blown up. And so rumors are flying around and there is talk about the Death Star actually going to Scarif and that there had been a bunch of rebels there and so on and so forth. And, of course, Aiden was on the Death Star for that as well. So she was at Scarif, too, in her own way. So was she in Rogue One? I guess you can kind of say she was. Was she in the original Star Wars? I guess you can kind of say she was, too. And, of course, the novel itself, I mean, is basically a tie-in to Rogue One in the sense that the folks who survived the destruction of Jeddah City and the attack on Jeddah, Sagarera's partisans, or what remains of them, some of them actually end up forming into this organization called the Dreamers that exists to carry on Sagarera's mission. And so that, of course, is a direct tie to Rogue One as well. And the last thing I'll mention is that Darth Vader gets name-checked a couple of times. He doesn't actually appear in the novel per se, though there is reference to him flying around during the Battle of Yavin, and it's not mentioned how he actually survives the thing. That actually comes up in Lost Stars, but Aiden Versio is described as one of a handful of people that survived the whole Death Star thing, so... Clearly, there were other TIE fighter pilots, potentially, who survived the explosion of the Death Star. Darth Vader, of course, being one of them. But I guess he and Aiden were not the only ones. Anyway, that is going to do it for today's podcast, with the exception of a Rogue One trivia question after the break. And in tomorrow's podcast, I'll be talking about tie-ins to comics and novels, at least as far as I've found them so far. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Rouser, The Last Jedi is coming out in theaters in December, and so it's time for you to brush up on your knowledge of The Force Awakens. Luckily, I've got the thing for you. It's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book. It's available on Amazon right now. Just go to sw7x7.com slash TFA to get right there. And inside you'll find more than 501 galaxy-spanning questions and answers about The Force Awakens. Again, it's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book, sw7x7.com. 7com TFA. Welcome back. So last time I asked you in what type of vehicle did the Rebels bring Jyn Erso back to Alliance headquarters, and that was in a U-Wing. And today's question for you, can you name four important Rebel figures who were in the briefing room with Jyn Erso right after they brought her to the Alliance headquarters? 
Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you stow away on a Trade Federation landing craft, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And please support the podcast by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a short negotiation, it's Destiny Unleashed. Podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2017, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.